It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, and, and it's, it's our, our one-year one anniversary. anniversary. Join us as we take a trip down memory lane and explore some of our favourite stories and tell you some more fun ones. Let's get into it. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Ahoy! Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, Voyagers. Ahoy. Today is a very, very special episode. Straight off the bat, rolling straight into it. It's special. Why is it special, Christine? It is our one-year anniversary. It's our one-year podcasting anniversary. Uh, this is episode 58. So we, we know we've thrown a few extra episodes in there. We, you know, we experimented with two a week and, well, that was Wow, not, that, was a, that, that was, was a lot. That was a big commitment. That was a big commitment. Two a week. Yes, so it's episode 58, but it is actually... One year of podcasting. What a year it has been. What a year it has been. As we take a trip down memory lane, our favorite not so bon voyages. That's what we're going to be doing later in the show. But before we do that, we just want to say a huge shout out to the Voyagers for everybody who has made this such such an amazing voyage. Yes. Thank you, guys. We would not be here without you. No. And who would have thought that a podcast talking about all the bad things that happen on travel would actually be so successful and it would be a smooth trip yes it's a very smooth sailing so far (laughs) in the podcasting world for us yeah well we've had a few ups and downs yeah that's true you always do you always do but we do want to thank the voyagers uh that's you guys we want to thank everybody who has submitted stories at notsobonvoyage.com slash submit we want to thank all our voyager chats and just everybody who sent us story is an encouragement and everything it has been a really Really fun year. This has been way, way more fun than I thought. Yeah, podcasting has been an awesome journey for us, and we love talking about travel, especially now that, you know, with COVID and everything, we can't really travel. So it's been awesome, like, just connecting with other travelers and telling crazy stories and having so much fun. Yes, absolutely. And we've got another fun episode coming up today. I have a couple of in the newses, mm-hmm. and then we're going to spend a little bit of uh, fun time taking a look at some of our favorite stories that we've told on the podcast so far as a little one-year anniversary celebration to mm-hmm. us and to you guys. Yeah, uh, These are the stories that you guys have enjoyed the most and also the ones we're going to give a little recap in case you're new to the show and also just talk about them from a different light, which I think will be fun. Yes, indeed. But before we do that, I want to give a big shout out to my co-host, who is amazing. He does all of the behind-the-scenes stuff, you guys. That is probably not apparent to somebody who's just listening, but he does all the editing, all the recording, all the audio stuff. So thank you so much, Jules. I couldn't do this without you. But you could definitely do it without me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you. Well, I hadn't prepared a personalized thank you to you, That's but okay. thank you for you know. being a part of the show as well. You do many things, um, <laughs> but yes, I do all the back-end stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you guys know, shout out to Jules. He kills it with that. Okay. Well, moving on now, I'm feeling a little bit blushed now. Oh, make me blush. <laughs> okay, I've got two in the newsers. Uh, we know they're slim pickings these days, but I thought these ones are pretty interesting. This one is called Flight to Nowhere. Okay, this sounds familiar. Yes. Well, there's actually a couple of places that have been popping up with these flights to nowhere, so to speak. Yeah, Taiwan did it. Yes, I think maybe Japan as well. And so this one is actually from my motherland, Australia. The motherland. The motherland. And this one comes from the Australian airline Qantas, mm-hmm. and they are doing a flight to nowhere, oh. literally. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so the flight takes off from Sydney, and it lands back at Sydney seven hours later. Seven after, hours? After doing a round trip around Australia. Okay. All right, Talk so me through this. All right. So 
you go to the airport, just like normal, you get on a plane, you take off, and it does kind of like a tour around Australia. So it goes past notable landmarks like the Great Barrier Reef and okay. the Outback, and there's in-flight entertainment, and there's the normal services. Apparently, this flight is touting maybe a celebrity appearance. Oh, okay. But it's just like any normal flight, but I'm sure they're going to make it a little bit jazzier. You yeah. Know? And then after around about seven hours, you land back in Sydney and you've gone nowhere and you've just literally had the flight experience, which to me personally is a, the, my least favorite part of flight, of traveling. Right. Because uh, I've developed a little bit more flight anxiety over the years, because mm, especially true. after telling so many stories of when planes have gone down because of this podcast. <laughs> but not even that, just it's the most uncomfortable part of the trip and I'm like, I'm always over it and I don't know why you would want to do this. I don't know why you'd, seven hours is a really long time to be stuck in a tin can up 10,000 feet in the sky. Well, yeah, you're a little bit higher than 10,000, Christine. Have you ever flown before? Uh, yes, I thought 10,000 was cruising altitude. No, it's not. What is it? Like thirty between thirty five and 40,000. Well, whatever. Anyway, I don't know if I'd want to do that. I see the appeal of like feeling like you're going traveling and going to the airport. It's so exciting. But I maybe would do it for like two or three hours, but seven hours? That's so long to be crammed in. Unless I'm flying first class on this flight to nowhere, then I'm not going. Well, interesting you should say first class because so the 134 tickets were offered across all of the seat classes. Okay. It sold out in 10 minutes. Wow. It's the fastest selling trip ever sold on Qantas. And guess how much tickets went for? Um, Seven hours. I mean, they have to like account for gas and everything. So... I would say like 600 bucks. So it went for pretty close. So in US dollars, it was about 550 for just, I guess, an economy seat. Okay. But they also offered like business and first class tickets wow. that went up to almost three grand. Holy moly. You're not so, even going anywhere. So in Australian, that's $800 and 3800 for the upgraded ticket. So can you imagine being that desperate for travel, but also that desperate to still be like a baller yeah. and being first class, that you're, you're literally going to take a seven-hour trip around Australia, see nothing, and still pay you know, almost three grand for it. So it's kind of like a sightseeing thing, though, it's right? So you can thing. see certain things. I mean, you can't really see that well from an airplane. Well, that's what I said as well. So it did note that they're going to fly at about 30,000 feet, which is okay. usually lower to give people better visibility. But I still feel like at 30,000 feet, it's not like you're doing a low-altitude flight. You they should fly at 10,000 feet. Well, That's there you saying. go. That's what 10, you're saying. 10,000. It's a magic number. Yeah. It's also like the the height that is most dangerous, I think. Oh, really? Oh, well, so. there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, hmm. so it's scheduled for October 10th, and maybe if I remember, I'll check in. And <laughs> but are they doing social distance on the airplane? I have no idea. Because I don't know if I'd want to be crammed in an airplane for seven hours right now. Yeah. Doesn't seem like the best idea, but okay. Good for Qantas for being, you know, creative. They're making good money off that. Yeah. Unnecessary carbon emissions? A hundred percent. Yeah. For sure. That's a lot of carbon. That's a lot of carbon. (laughs) It's a lot of emissed carbon. Okay. Uh, My next in the news. Yes. My throat is raspy today. I'm sorry, guys. It's uh, a bit raspy. 
That's just how it is. That's how it is. It was a big weekend. Okay, my next in the news is called What's All the Fuss? What's All the Fuss? What's All the Fuss? Uh And this is a story about an 80-year-old man from England who went missing and just happened to stumble back into the news conference that was set up uh, in order to find him. No way. That's hilarious. Yes. So an experienced hiker named Harry Harvey. Oh, good old Harry Harvey. Harvey. So he's 80 years old and he went missing on Sunday, September the 6th from Yorkshire Dales, which sounds so English. 80-year-old hiker, good for him. Apparently he's an old school hiker, he does it a lot. You go, Harry Harvey. Yeah, you go, Harry Harvey. And he got caught in a hailstorm and he got separated from his hiking partner (gasps) and he just sort of never showed up. Oh, my God. And for four days, the police, the Royal Air Force and mountain rescue workers, they tried to look for him, had no luck. And... Four days after going missing, there was a press conference held to, I guess, to appeal to public support. You know when they do those press conferences where they're mm-hmm. like, hey, so this is who's missing. If you see him, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the whole shebang. It's the whole shebang. And he just sort of happened to roll back into town during this press conference. That is hysterical. And apparently a wildlife photographer had spotted him in the distance, mm-hmm. like like, <laughs> like uh, earlier on, and then he rolled into the Tan Hill Inn later on to be reunited with his family. I think his Aww. son or his daughter or stepdaughter or daughter-in-law or something like that. And he just rolled back in, and he had a bandage on his head, and Aww. otherwise he was okay. He had a boo-boo head? He had a boo-boo head. <laughs> and he said that he got caught in the hailstorm, and he like realized he had to go find some shelter. So he, I guess he had all the camping equipment and hiking stuff. It wasn't just like a day hike. Oh, okay. They were going for some stuff. And so he went and found a spot. They were going for some stuff. <laughs> I don't know. They're going for a longer. <laughs> and then he had all his stuff. So he found a spot to set up, uh, pitch his tent, set up base for the night. And he's, I guess he just sort of like hung out there for a bit and I don't know what he, he was doing. He probably just wanted to enjoy the rest of the camping. Yeah. Well, his family was pretty worried about him, uh, but this is what they had to say about the, this is what he had to say about the ordeal. He goes, I had three really good wild camping nights where I was on my own and I had all the kit I needed. The only thing I was getting a bit short of, well, I've got a bit of an appetite and when I get hungry, I've got to go get something to eat or I can't go on. So that was his only concern. Oh my God. That he didn't have food. But honestly, he was probably like... He probably planned it. Yeah, probably. He's like, let's go hiking during a hailstorm. I'm going to like bail on my partner. I'm just going to kick it for a few days. I'm going to finally get some peace and quiet. Seriously. And uh, and that's it. Wow, good for him. If I had an 80-year-old relative who went missing hiking in a hailstorm for four days, I'd be like, you're gone. Goodbye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, Dad, it's been good. Uh, this is actually not a press conference. <laughs> a this run. is a funeral, and uh, it's been great. <laughs> Wow. Good so, for Harry Harvey. Yeah. So he must have been a pretty sprightly 80-year-old, which is good, yeah. which just goes to show, got no medical uh, facts on this, don't know anything about him, but if you keep active, you stay alive longer. <laughs> yes. That's, that's not a medical fact. It's not a medical fact. We are not a medical podcast. Uh, yeah. We cannot stress that enough. Mm-hmm. Any medical advice that we give you, we are not liable for. Uh, that is a fact. Don't sue us. <laughs> don't sue us. Mm-hmm. We are just a Travel Stories podcast. Mm-hmm. That's adorable, though. He just wanted to have a nice solo camping trip yep 
Probably didn't want to hurt his friend's feelings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, can I come with you? Oh, God, how am I going to ditch yeah. this person? All right. Let me uh, plan it during this hailstorm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that was my In the News for this week. Love it. Thank you for keeping me abreast of the travel news. Yes, I w- I'm always searching for the latest travel news. Mm-hmm. I'm here to bring it to you and to the Voyagers, mm-hmm. along with other great stories, which is what we wanted to talk a little bit about now, Christine. What are we going to do? What's the next segment? So to celebrate our one year uh, podcasting anniversary. I was going to say a hundred episodes, but I was going to say that too. But we're all, we're far away. We're from very that. we're far off a hundred episodes. Well, hundred episodes, we'll do something really big. Really big. We'll pop some bottles on air. We will get blind. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that means drunk for those that don't speak Aussie. Yes, it's not. Act- we'll not actually get blind. So now we are going to recap our top three favorite old time episodes of the Not So Bomb Voyage podcast yes we thought it would be a fun way to take you for all our dedicated voyages to take you for a little trip down memory lane and to sort of give our personal thoughts on some of our favorite stories and for our new voyages it's a great opportunity to hear about some of the amazing stories that you can go back and bookmark to listen to later on if you are a new voyager you have literally just stumbled across a buried treasure Ta-da! It, it this is a wealth of information this episode because we are each recapping our top three favorite episodes of all time so this is basically like a playlist for you to go back and listen to these episodes yes bookmark this shit baby let's get into it christine what's one of your top okay i'm starting out with episode five ending up in a thai prison and the greek titanic Do you remember that one? I do remember that one. Okay, so in this one, I covered the story of Christine and Heidi. There were two American girls traveling around Greece, and they got stuck on a sinking ferry. That's not where you want to be. A Greek ferry. Yeah, this is a crazy, crazy story. This is why we call it the Greek Titanic. Yeah, so I'm not talking about like being on like a sketchy tugboat where there's a hole and you're like bailing water. It's not that. This is like the freaking Titanic of Greece, you know? They're on this ferry trying to go see these beautiful islands and all of a sudden they get stuck in a freak storm and the ship goes down very fast. And of course, just like the Titanic, there's not enough lifeboats, not enough life jackets. Uh-oh. They don't speak Greek. It's a it's a wild story. So I 10 out of 10 would recommend going back and listening to that episode. Yes. And was that also the, I don't know, we've told a few prison stories, but was that the one where the guy got caught up in the, um, he was an actor who for this, some kind of MLM, like financial scam type thing. And he ended up in prison. Yeah. I think, I think that was that one. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he was like an actor trying to make it in China he was like moving, moved to China. And yeah, then, and he, and did, he did some commercials from, for some kind of financial group. And then they thought because he was in the ads as an actor that he was actually part of the financial group. And then they found him and they arrested him in Thailand for being part of this scam. And he was like, hey, I'm just an actor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they thought he was like the head of this whole scam. Well, because he played the, mani- like he played the boss, but really hmm. he was just a front for the... Like he was just like the white face of this company that had all these, like these dodgy people backing him. Totally, and then he ended up in prison. Yeah, crazy. crazy. And he's still there. No, I'm just no, kidding. <laughs> but you have to listen to the episode. I'm not yes. going to tell you that name. Okay, one of my top episodes uh, that I've ever told is episode eleven, 
Okay. It's called Will Smith Taken Hostage and the Tahitian Stalker. Oh, yes. Which was part of our Hostel Horrors series. So we did Hostel Horrors part one and two, and we asked people to send in stories about bad things that have happened in hostels. Mm. And I, the, the reason I love this story is because this story is not unfortunately about the famous actor and, and rapper Will Smith. Yes, lest, lest we forget his thriving musical career. Yes. But this is actually about a friend of mine from Australia called Will Smith. And this Great is name. a story that I heard from him personally because he's a personal friend of mine that I met 10 years ago in Peru. And this is what happened to him when he was in Colombia uh, one time when him and his friends came back from a late night out and they got woken up to armed bandits with guns who blindfolded them, hogtied them with the bed sheets and stole from them. And it's just a wild, wild story about uh, something. And I think the reason why it's one of my favorite ones to tell is because I know the guy personally. I traveled with him in South America. I stayed at that hostel later on without even knowing. And so it's so very crazy. visual in my mind uh, when he tells me this story. So it's one that I really enjoyed. And I remember hearing about it and I got to relive it with him as well when I asked him to give me more details. So that was really fun. Yeah, it's crazy that you actually know that that person because that seems like the type of story that would like make its way around the backpacker traps and it would kind of be like urban legend. Yes, absolutely. But like you actually know the person that that happened to, yeah, which is yeah. so crazy. And I've seen the pictures and it's, yeah, it's crazy. And I think the back end of that was also a story that was submitted or you found was about some stalker type mm-hmm. thing. Not as good. Well, it was still good. That was a, a blogger. I found a story from a blogger who had like this guy basically stalk her from one place on the airplane and then when they landed in the destination and he was staying at the same place she was. Yes, very creepy. Very, 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 very creepy. creepy stalker, yeah. So stay safe out there, guys. That was, a, that was a wild episode. That was a wild one. Okay, my next favorite episode is episode 20. 20. Yeah, so it's called Rabid Dolphins and the Ultimate Amazon Jungle Survival. Yes. Okay, so we've told a few Amazon-y, jungle-y survival stories. Yes. I mean, obviously, we've told many survival stories. Many, They're many. one of our most favorite stories to tell. This one, I is feel bizarre. like, takes the cake. This one is insane. This and- is... This is still like kind of unbelievable, this story. The, one of the craziest things about this story is that I'd never heard of it before, and I feel like most people haven't. So this is the story of Julianne Kopke. Probably should have looked that up again, but I don't remember how to pronounce it. Yeah, Julianne. <laughs> um, so I don't want to give too much away about this story because you really just have to listen. There's so much detail. But basically, Julianne was 17. She was flying in a plane above the Amazon jungle. I think her dad like worked in the Amazon, th- so she was flying with her mom to see the dad in the jungle. And the plane explodes midair. Okay. Which is never what we, we generally say it's uh, the least recommended thing to happen on a plane. <laughs> the least recommended, yeah. Yes. There are many other things that you would prefer to happen before a plane exploding midair, uh, such as lack of food, maybe the toilet sign is, uh, is unoccupied. I don't there's know. no movie. There's no movie. Uh, on the list of things, plane exploding midair is very much at the bottom. It's definitely at the bottom. Right down there with flight attendants. Food poisoning probably is also somewhere at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... This plane crashes, not crashes, explodes midair, and by some miracle, her plane seat is perfectly separated from the rest of the plane, okay? And she survives the 10,000-foot fall. That's why I got 10,000 feet, because I was like, well, that seems like a normal number for planes to be 
fine, right? Yeah. But apparently not. Apparently it's very low. But very anyway, low. she was in her seat, strapped in her seat with her seatbelt. Wear your seatbelts, guys. This is a perfect example of why you should wear your seatbelt because you just might survive. And, Insane. And she fell 10,000 feet. And then that is just the beginning of her story. Because yes. then she's in the Amazon and needs to survive a 17-year-old girl. Yes. So that was all, one of my number one episodes. Yes, that was a great episode. That was I'd never heard that story before either, and it was just insane. Crazy, crazy story. Yes. Okay, my second favorite episode. Uh, we're, gonna, we're rolling through these guns, guys. We're rolling through. Mm-hmm. Okay, my next one was episode seven, and I know that this is one of your personal favorites as well. It's called Ghost Plane and the Mystery Man, and that was our spooky Halloween special. And this one is... It was a little bit different. It was more of like a, not a murder mystery, but like a travel mystery. Mm. We've told a few mystery stories as well about missing people. Oh, is this a Lars? This is the story of Lars Mittang, the German tourist who disappeared while holidaying in Bulgaria. Yes, this is a really good story. the story is just so weird and so interesting and bizarre Mm -hmm. that really like you just, you also just need to listen to this one. It's just such a weird story as to why he went missing and the circumstances around it, and the fact that he's still missing now. Uh, it's just really, really weird. And I just found, although it was good, it was just a different story. But also on that episode, you also talked about the ghost plane of Eastern Airlines Flight 104. Oh, yeah. Which was where a plane had crashed, and a lot of people had died, like the captain and the crew and, and obviously the passengers. And then they, which is really bizarre, but they actually salvaged parts from crashed airplanes. Yes. Which we didn't, we learned for the first time. Mm-hmm. So they took parts out of the plane that had crashed and they reused them on other planes. And well, airplane parts must be so expensive. I mean, it's not like you're going to throw them away. Well, the whole thing's down. <laughs> Just toss it. Yeah. And so this other planes that had parts from this plane that had crashed, apparently there were stories about spooky things, about Ooh. people having, uh, I don't know, interactions with the ghost crew of the plane that had yes. come from. Ghost sightings. Ghost sightings. All sorts of ghost sightings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. Yep. Love it. Okay, so my last episode that was my favorite. I mean, they're all my favorite. I hate choosing. They're all our babies. They're all of our little babies, and I love them all. But this one's really good. So this is episode 30, and it's called Shot in the Face While Camping and the Lost Desert Runner. Wow, we really just went for that title, didn't we? Shoot him in the face. Shot in the Face While Camping. I mean, can you guess what happens in this story? Um... (laughs) Everybody goes camping, everybody goes home, and everybody's happy. And everyone gets shot in the face. So, yeah, so somebody gets shot in the face while camping. So this is one of my favorite episodes because it's a true travel, true crime crossover. Which is Christine's favorite thing in the world. She loves true crime. Favorite intersection of genres. Yes. Oh, my God. So good. So this is the story of two friends who go camping along the Appalachian Trail. Yep. Remember this one very well. And unknowingly invite a murderer to come sit by their campfire. Uh Uh-oh. You guys, this literally has all the makings of a horror movie come to life because it's a true story. Literally like campfire, weird stranger, epic chase scene. Oh my God, getting shot in the face. Like Getting shot in other places. Getting shot all over the place. It is crazy. And it even has like a, a prequel to it that I tell. That's oh, from yeah, like the yeah. 1970s. I do remember that part. It, it yeah. is such a good story. I feel like going back and listening to that right now. Okay. And so all, it would, I recommend that one yes. highly. And the back end of that story was also another very good one. This is when we used to tell two stories in an episode, which we were just really Ooh. blowing our wad there. Oh, my but, God. Uh, 
But the back end of that was the crazy story about the guy who went missing during the famous endurance run in the Sahara Desert. Yes, which was that was also, a, that um, was a great episode. He had to eat bats and drink their blood and mm. do all kinds of crazy stuff to survive in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Now we know, don't eat bats. Oh, do not eat bats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and to round off our top, well, both of our favorite, favorite episodes, one of the ones that I thought was really, really interesting as well was episode 31. It's called Bibles, Bows, and Arrows, The Unfortunate Fate of John Allen Chow. Mm. And that was a story bom, about... Bom, bom. Yeah, that was the story about... So that the whole episode was based around him, and I told Christine and the Voyagers... The story about the Christian missionary who tried to go to the most remote island in the world, which is in the Andaman Islands off the coast of India, and he tried to convert this. They've been described as the most uncontacted tribe in the world, and he wanted to show up there and start preaching and converting them to Christianity. And these guys don't speak any dialogue that any dialect that has ever been translated. And needless to say, they were not very happy about this. Uh, American white dude showing up on their island and starting mm. to try and preach them and sing them songs, and mm. he ended up dying. Mm. And but the lead up to it is, I think, super interesting because we told the background. I told the background of his story. There's a lot of his diary entries that that are very oh, yeah. personal accounts of basically the lead up. Well, the day before, pretty much the day he knew he was going to go there and die as a result of his mission, mm-hmm. and the morning of before he left to go back to the island. And a lot of his travel and and stuff like that. So I thought that was a really interesting story uh, as a travel story because he traveled all the way. He made multiple trips to these islands to try and convert them. And then he came from back one last time from the U.S. And, uh, yeah, never came back. Mm, Yeah, that that was a very mixed feeling story, I think. It's a bit controversial because, you know, obviously it's really sad that he lost his life. But also, you know, these people did not want to be contacted. They did not want to be converted. They wanted to be left alone. And they gave him multiple warnings, and he still did it, and that is his fate. Yes. So go listen to that one. And also, it was legal. The government government of India, because had deemed this island illegal to visit, because the people were so uncontacted, they also, because of just millennium of being uncontacted they had no protection against no immunity against viruses or anything like that so it was actually very irresponsible of him to visit so there was a lot of criticism he was criticized heavily and rightly so for trying to do what he did obviously nobody wishes a death upon anyone Mm. but it was also completely at his own risk and his own fault Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that was that story but i thought it was a very interesting travel story very very interesting travel with a twist Travel with a twist, and that, ladies and gentlemen, has been our top three episodes each of the Not So Bon Voyage podcast over this one year of podcasting. Yay, one year. We did it. We did it. And we're very excited Mm. to get another year under our belt and to keep growing. I feel like over the year, we have done a lot of different experiments with the show, and we want to thank you for hanging in there. Mm. We've had, we started off just the two of us with two stories, then we were doing one story and then a Voyager chat every second week. And we, we now I feel like we've stumbled upon a good mix of segments mm-hmm. where we have sometimes we'll have a Voyager chat, sometimes we'll do in the newses, and we'll just 
Bring, try and keep it nice and fresh. Yeah, we're always going to keep it fresh. If you have ideas for segments, let us know. Maybe yes. we'll include them. Yes, and one of those segments that we introduced a couple of weeks ago was called Bad Reviews. Yes. And uh, that is how we're going to wrap up this week's episode. It's going to be a little bit shorter, and it's Bad Reviews, and, but it's Bad Reviews with a twist this time, Christine. So let, let me know what's going on, actually. Okay, I'll let you know what's going on. All right. So basically, I'm doing a Bad Reviews section on a... Attraction. Well, what, what is bad reviews for anyone? Okay, bad reviews is where we read one star reviews of the world's most beloved landmarks and attractions. Yes. So most of these places have five star reviews because people really like them, but some people are not easily satisfied. And those are the reviews that we tell. Yes. And we thought this was funny because. When we do our Voyager chats and we have guests on the show, we talk to them about what was their least favorite landmark. And a lot of times they choose places that are really well-known and popular. And it's funny to hear their review of that place. And so we thought, hey, why don't we go and find out what other people are complaining about in the world? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so we're doing things a little bit differently this time. I'm going to read one of the reviews and Jules is going to have to guess which landmark or attraction around the world I am speaking about. Oh, you guys can guess from home as well. Okay, so this is the only review that isn't super obvious, so I'm going to read this Okay, but then I'm excited to hear the next ones as well. Yeah, the other ones are good too. Okay, so this is entitled, The Rules Are Stupid. The Rules Are Stupid. I feel like that could be your biography. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The Rules Are Stupid by Julian Hatfield. Okay. I'm sure this is going to sound lame, but the rules about going up in the blank are really dumb. You're not allowed to climb up or down the stairs. The only thing I wanted to do was climb the stairs. It's not even an option. The rangers it's not don't, even an option. <laughs> the rangers don't even care that that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> oh, rangers. They were very dismissive. Also, even though fingernail clippings are allowed on airplanes, they are not allowed in the blank ridiculous there are 26 national parks in blank city and this is the only disappointing one hmm okay so i heard ranger so i thought park and hmm okay is it like mount rushmore no okay kind it's close it's close okay it's so something to do with something you want to climb something that you would so what are things you want to climb i want to climb a mountain it's not a mountain I want to climb a staircase. <laughs> something, something tall. Uh, a building. Okay. Um, a tall thing. Okay. I don't know. I, think, I feel like I'm going to... I'll give you a hint. Give me a hint. We've got to speed this okay, up. Okay. It's in Washington, D.C. Is it the big monument thing? The Washington Monument. The Washington Monument. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even know there were stairs in the Washington Monument. There's stairs on the outside or they're on the inside? I think they're on the inside because I feel like you would see them if they're on the outside. Okay. Apparently, well, you have stupid. to take the elevator. You can't oh. climb the stairs, even though the rangers didn't even care that that's what this person wanted to do. Oh, my Can God. They're so inconsiderate, these rangers. Also, you can't even bring fingernail clippings. Clippings? Or you mean clippers? <laughs> it, oh, clippers. Okay, you know what? Okay, so you really... <laughs> You really threw me off there. Because I read you're like, that three times as a fingernail clipping. Because I, I kind of thought you meant clippers, 
Because you're like on a plane, you can bring fingernail clippings. I was like, okay, is this something, is this weird, some kind of weird like religious site where you can't bring clippings or why would you want to bring your fingernail clippings? I read that three times as fingernail clippings. What does that say about me? It means you're a freak. <laughs> why would you bring fingernail clippings? Clippers makes way more sense. Did okay. they write it as clippers or yes, clippings? Yes, they wrote it as clippings. So you just read, you just continually read it as clippings. Yes. I was okay. like, why would someone, I thought maybe they would sprinkle it somewhere i'm not sure okay okay so next (laughs) next one okay the next review is called bad monument bad monument straight into the point yeah it's i love the i love the headings of these ones where it's just like straight like i think we did one of the grand canyon it's just like big hole big hole big hole yeah big hole okay bad monument maybe it's the same reviewer yeah big hole bad monument yeah okay this is a review it's a good piece of architecture, but I don't like it for several reasons. Mm. One. Looks like a penis. The phallic symbolism. Yes. <laughs> Someone had to say it. Someone had to say it. Two. Inaccessible to poor people who can't travel. Okay. Just like, well, everything is inaccessible I mean, you, you can't to, travel. You could say that. I mean, I could say Antarctica sucks because I can't travel. Right yeah, now. exactly. And three, I don't like George Washington. <laughs> well, that, I feel like you should have led with that one. That's a deal breaker, I guess. I mean, it's breaker. his monument. Like, yeah. Probably don't go. Okay, that's a deal breaker. You should have led with that. Okay. The next one, phallic folly. <laughs> people are really, um, don't people go to Washington, D.C. and then they lay, you know how people go to the Leaning Tower of Pisa and they put their finger up and they pretend like, oh, this is hilarious. I'm, I'm holding it up. Yes. Don't people go and lay down and have like the, what's it called? The mo- monument. Yeah. Don't they have that stick up from their pants as if like they've got a huge direction? Well, I, well, okay. Thank you for taking us through that whole story. Oh yeah. Big throbbing Okay. Monument. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> I think they do. Actually, oh, did, yeah, didn't our go. roommate have a picture like that? Uh, I think so. I think that's the first time I ever saw somebody do Wanna that. Want to see but, my Washington monument? <laughs> my monument. But so, I, he said that a bunch of people are doing it. I've been there, but I was there in the snow, so not as yeah. friendly not to be on the creative. ground. It's just it's a tall thing, so it's like, oh, well, that's a cock. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> this is called phallic folly? Question mark. Folly. Yeah, folly. Like. Um, stupidity kind of it's like oh. folly but like silly okay. silliness phallic folly shenanigans yeah exactly it's tall and phallic according to many visitors but it is a landmark of the nation's capital mm-hmm. not attractive or elegant just big okay so it's not, not a good looking cock it's just big it's all <laughs> oh about God, size stop saying that okay <laughs> wow okay yeah no that person was not impressed yeah okay this is the final review okay here we go this one's a wild ride okay it's called they laugh they laugh. Okay. The obelisk and the pools. I don't. I can't remember what the obelisk is, but something. The obelisk and the pools. The history is palpable, but so is the Masonic evil. They are laughing at us. They designed this country to be our prison. The blueprint for it is all here. Look up Pentagram DC street plan. It feels good to come here and pay respects to the vets, but the architecture reminds you of who sent them off to their bloody fate. Wow, that got really deep. It's so that, good. That sort of starts off like kind of like part government conspiracy, part national treasure. Yes. And then like ends up on some very like somber 
um, like anti-war. Yeah. It's very like Nicolas Cage is like pacing and he's like, pentagram DC street plan, DC street, street. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to piece all the parts together. Exactly. They designed this country to be our prison. The blueprint for it is all here. Wow. Wow. Okay. That person was not a fan. There's they gave one some, star. There's definitely some kind of hidden treasure under there or some kind of roadmap to the future of life and, and how they're controlling us. We can break free from our shackles if we can just figure out the plan. Well, there you go. There you go. Thank you, Washington Monument. Those people were not happy. And thank you, Voyagers. Thank you, for Voyagers. Listening to the one-year anniversary episode. One year. We're keeping it tight and a little bit shorter. We've got, hey, we've got some good things coming up on the podcast. Next week, okay, so the reason, so next week I have a crazy story, but it's a little bit on the sad side. It does not have a happy ending. So I didn't really want to do that for our one year anniversary. We want to keep things fun and jovial. We're like, let's do, we didn't want to have a guest on. We didn't want to do, we just wanted to have a bit of a chat, have a bit of a reminisce and a trip down memory lane mm-hmm. and do some fun segments. Celebratory. Celebratory. Mm, indeed. So now go back and listen to those top episodes. They're so good, you guys. They are so good. We can list them in the show notes episode some of them they're kind of a bit of a mixture some of them early ones some of them mm-hmm. are sort of later mm-hmm. you know 11 7 5 and then the 20s and 30s so there's a lot of great episodes there yes indeed and also i avoid the chats as well we we were going to talk about them but we didn't want to play favorites with who our favorite void chats are because you're all been our favorite well, we hope you enjoyed our one-year anniversary, and we hope you've enjoyed the past year on this journey with us yes. and the next year, because we're not stopping now. We're not stopping now, baby. Can't stop us now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep pumping out some fun stuff. We've got some cool guests coming up. We've got Christine's great story, although it is a little bit somber next week, but it is a great travel story of when she goes wrong on the road, and not always there's not always happy endings. That's true. Life does not always give you happy endings. No, but there are interesting <laughs> stories. Uh, and so we're wishing you more luck uh, out there on your travels. If you are traveling, than some of the people in our stories. Yes. And remember to stay safe on the road. And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Bye. Bye. Bye.